Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Of course, the past few years have pushed the United States to the brink of a lot of things. Uh, more hype and hysteria than anything, but it's undermined a lot of the confidence and the trust that we have in our institutions of government and sadly in our confidence in our communities and even confidence in one another. From the 2020 election to January 6th to President Biden's challenges in a multitude of crises over, crises over the last several years, uh, many Americans are, are wondering and some are even buying in to this idea that democracy is in decline, that American democracy will not continue, that our constitutional republic won't hold over time. But we've learned a lot uh, over the past few years. The question is, will we apply what we've learned? And if you think that American democracy really is doomed to decline, it's time to think again. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Really pleased to have joining us on the program today, Jonathan Martins, a senior political writer for The New York Times, a political analyst for CNN, and he's the co-author of the book, This Will Not Pass, Trump, Biden, and the Battle for America's Future, uh, which has spent a number of weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. And uh, Jonathan is on his way to Salt Lake City, uh, where he will be tonight at the Hinckley Institute, an event that starts at 6.30 p.m. at the Hinckley Institute of Politics up there at the University of Utah, uh, where he'll be joined by Governor Spencer Cox uh, to have a conversation about this new book. And Jonathan, thanks for joining us. Hey, boy, thanks for having me. So as uh, you went through this uh, process, this is a, a deep dive uh, look at yeah. uh, really everything that happened from 2020 all the way through uh, through where we are the first year of the Biden presidency. Uh, yeah. Give us kind of your initial take in terms of sure. w- where where are we in all of this as a country? Well, thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be in Salt Lake tonight and hope uh, folks can make it over to the University of Utah at 630 for the event. We, we got uh, this book deal with Simon & Schuster Boyd in 2020, and the idea was to do a campaign book. But uh, as you and your listeners know, uh, the campaign never really ended. And so we extended this and decided to sort of do a, a history of these two years of crisis in American politics, 20 and 21, to incorporate the campaign and incorporate Trump. But it's not just a campaign book, and it's not just a Trump book. This is really an account of uh, this entire period, uh, the White House, the Congress, and yes, governors uh, like Spencer Cox and and mayors all over America, too. We really wanted to do a comprehensive account uh, of what we think is this extraordinary period in American history, a kind of stress test for our democracy. Yeah, and it's, that's a, a term we use a lot on this program is the stress test. And uh, we always say that we've, we've stress tested the country under economic crisis and world war and pandemic and a host of other things. But we've never we've never stress tested our constitutional republic in this absence of trust. And uh, part of what you get at in the book that I'd love to have you weigh in on uh, is really looking at the divisions, even that division within the Republican Party, the division within the Democratic Party uh, over this period. 
No, I mean, it's extraordinary. Uh, the country is sort of in this uh, uh, deep partisan divide. We, we have a sort of red and blue uh, America, and folks are in there. They're different information silos. They have almost two different versions uh, of reality, and it's, it's really difficult to have a democracy when you don't have shared facts, and that's increased on where we are now. And, you know, we, it's not just between the two parties, as you mentioned. I mean, we effectively have four parties jammed into two right now. Now, if this was a European country, uh, you'd have multiple political parties. But because of our system and the strength of the, the two parties here, they're 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 all jammed into, into two. And so you've got you know Romney and Mike Lee, for example, uh, senators in the same party from the same state. But you know, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, I may as well be living on two different planets. And certainly. With Democrats, it's the same way, too. Because of Trump, the Democratic Party has become ungainly. You've got an actual socialist on the far left with kind of a, you know, what, what were moderate Republicans at one time on the other flank. And, and so that creates tumult within the two parties as well. Yeah, and as you uh, as you broke that down, did this uh, deep dive in the book, uh, along with your, your co-author, Alexander Burns, uh, yeah. as, as you've looked at how this uh, all plays out, and, and one of the things that I think uh, when you talk about those shared facts and shared truths, uh, I was yeah. curious as you guys went through this process, uh, in terms of verifying the, the content, you know, we've seen so much over yeah. the last several administrations, things that were, you know, quote, bombshell, uh, ended up being right. more shell than bomb and, and someone with an right, agenda. Right, right. How, do you, how do you navigate all of that yeah, as you're trying no, to put together a project? I'm like glad this? you asked that question. And I think uh, this is essential, right? Uh, you can't have a functional democracy without a free press. And you can't have a free press without people who believe in a free press that are not totally cynical about it. And so we really set out to make sure that our facts were all locked down. And we were really, really uh, careful to not put anything uh, in quote marks, sort of not recreate any conversation, any meeting, any conference call that we represent in the book if we did not have one of two things, either contemporaneous notes from participants or, yes, audio recordings of that conversation. And I'll tell you, Journalism and history has gotten uh, easier and nothing better for writers and better for consumers now because of the advent of the iPhone. It's so easy to record things now. And so we were able to put together uh, the first draft of history with a lot of these conversations, especially ar around January 6th. And I would just add, finally, you know, this book's been out since May 3rd. Nobody has denied anything in the book to date except for Kevin McCarthy. And as your listeners probably know, uh, he was soon proven wrong when we, we released the audio recordings of what he said in the days after January 6th. Mm, fascinating stuff. And that, that is so critical. I, again, coming back to our trust deficit and, and stress testing uh, in the absence of trust, I think that's so vital in terms of the – the process. One of the things that you point out uh, is that caught up in in all of this. Of course, there, there's always the palace intrigue, and there's the the behind yeah. the scenes things. Uh, but as yep. you look yep. at, uh, as you describe it, the kind of these two aging political leaders uh, just trying to right. hold on to power. Uh, right. How, how is that changing uh, both our politics, but more important, how is it changing kind of the we the people component to all of this? 
Oh, my gosh. It's a great question. And I just add one other thing. I think readers want accountability for their leaders, mm-hmm. but they want accountability that's done fairly. And they want yeah. you to be uh, you know, tough on both parties uh, when that's called for. And I think that's what's important about this book is we, we do deep reporting and accountability in both parties. It's not just a sort of screed from Team Blue or Team Red. It's shoe leather reporting. And I think that's especially valuable in today's environment. It makes it uh, a better book. As to your, your question, um, it's extraordinary. The, uh, America, uh, forever a young country, uh, potentially could have a 2024 rematch between an 81-year-old and a 78-year-old. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, but you know, I thought the Bush versus Kerry race in 2004 was going to be the last time that we had the Battle of the Boomers. Uh, and here we are, perhaps 20 years later. And it's the same generation. It's especially uh, a striking for a state like Utah, which is such a young state uh, that we're still uh, sort of fighting these same old battles with the same uh, generation. But look, uh, I think unless the voters don't demand something different and, you know, emphatically in both parties make clear they want to move on, I think it's totally possible that we could have a Biden-Trump uh, match again in 24. Yeah. And so as we uh, as people come away from this and again, it's a, it's a lot of deep dive reporting and and that's something to be appreciated and, and valued. Uh, what's the takeaway? Yeah. What do you hope? What's the therefore what out of this? When people finish reading this book, what do you hope they think? What do you hope they do yeah. uh, as a sure. result? Well, I can answer that question in four words. It can happen here. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is we can't take American democracy for granted. You know, we're heading into the July 4th holiday here. Uh, the founders created something that was that was uh, new in human history, sort of government by the people. Uh, and I think that, you know, that only survives if the voters do their part, uh, if the voters engage in democracy, make informed decisions, hold their leaders uh, accountable. We cannot persist with this toxic, uh, divisive uh, political culture that we're in now. Uh, you wouldn't want some of these folks to be your neighbors, yet they, they get elected to office. And I think we just have to be better consumers of news, uh, better consumers of political news, especially, and better citizens to ensure that we can keep this democracy going. It's easy to blame politicians. And in this book, goodness knows, we hold them accountable. But we also have to accept the burden ourselves to sort of create a better democracy. We have extraordinary communities, giving people, charitable people, decent uh, friends and neighbors that's not reflected in our national politics. And we have to close that gap. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Great insight. And uh, Jonathan Martin, again, senior political writer for The New York Times, a political analyst for CNN and co-author of the book, This Will Not Pass, Trump, Biden, and the Battle for America's Future. Uh, And again, Jonathan will be joined by Governor Cox up at the Hinckley Institute of Politics tonight, 6.30 p.m. It is free to the public. Uh, You can go up there to the University of Utah South Central Campus Drive uh, and be part of that crucial conversation. Uh, Jonathan, again, thank you so much for joining us today. And it can happen here. And as always, uh, it's not up to the politicians. It's up to we the people. Amen. Thanks, Boyd, for having me. I look forward to seeing folks tonight uh, up at the University of Utah. Cougars and Aggies are also allowed, by the way. It's not just a, a youth-only event. We welcome everybody in Utah there tonight. So. Fantastic. So so we can be equal opportunity offenders to our uh, politicians, and we can be uh, uniters uh, amongst all of the uh, universities exactly. in the state. Yeah, we got the Aggies, Cougs, and youth under the same tent. Well, uh, Jonathan Martin, thanks again for joining us today. Thanks, Boyd. 
Lots to think about, uh, especially as we roll into this 4th of July weekend. Uh, I remain absolutely optimistic and absolutely confident that our constitutional republic here in the United States of America will roll on. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio.